where the hits just keep on coming. RadioWhat.com What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live and in living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous? It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do I always send you? DJLittleRock.com. One more time. DJLittleRock.com. Check availability and get a free price quote. And maybe you could have me at your next event. You know I like to party with the people. The people need to be entertained. Are you not entertained? Let me entertain you. Ah, video dance parties, karaoke jams, and weddings. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm booking so much, so many weddings. I, I know there was a lot of engagements over the, over the Christmas holidays, over the, the uh, New Year's celebrations. There have been a lot of, uh, of engagements because <laughs> there have been quite a few that have asked me, hey, are you available to do my wedding coming up in April, May, June, July, August, September? <laughs> yeah. I'm, so, I'm very excited about that and very honored to provide the entertainment. Speaking of entertainment, today on the program, I have Carrie Carlisle. What? Oh, you know a little bit about Carrie Carlisle. Well, get to know Carrie Carlisle a little bit more in the next few minutes. So stick around. Very excited to hear Carrie Carlisle speak. All right, uh, this week's shows, I will be at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas, Friday night, my usual Friday night gig. I'm there at least. 48, 49, 50 Fridays out of the year. That's my usual place. I'm very honored to be there. And I'm so happy that they keep having me back every Friday night at the Rab, Conway, Arkansas. Video dance party, karaoke jam. Yeah, I said karaoke. You're the stars of the show on a Friday night. Uh, what song should I sing, Keys Dan? You can sing pretty much whatever you want. We're all adults there, you know. You could sing some country, some rock, some pop, some speed metal. We'll sing some Japanese songs, uh, Spanish, whatever. It's all up to you. You're the star of the show. Wind down after a long week. They got a full bar. The kitchen's open, pool tables. They got a pool tournament on Friday nights. So if you want to try your hand at playing pool and possibly make some money on a Friday night, you could do it right there at the Rab, Conway, Arkansas, 8 p.m. until 1230 in the AM. All right. That's enough intro. Let's get into it with Carrie Carlisle. Man, I got her on the Skype, so if you're listening to the audio version, I encourage you to check out the video version, youtube.com forward slash user forward slash keys Dan, and you'll see Carrie Carlisle's pretty face right next to mine. All right, Skyping Carrie Carlisle now. All right. There's that smiley face I've been waiting to see all day long. Carrie Carlisle in the house. What's up? Nothing much. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I got you here and I know a little bit about you. I've, I've uh, kind of perused your social medias, but, you know, we're here to find out more about you. We know you're a good singer and from your videos, from your personal YouTube, you're a good speaker. You're, you're learning how to speak like in front of people. Give the people an idea of who you are, Carrie Carlisle. 
<laughs> sure. So I, um, it's not my main focus, but I do dabble into a little bit of motivational speaking. Uh, I've been uh, legally blind since birth, and I've had to overcome a lot in my life. And everyone goes, well, Carrie, what's your secret? And, well, my secret is there isn't one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, the closest that I ever had to deal with legally blind, my brother, he had Coke bottle glasses when he was a little kid. But before Mm -hmm. he got that, he was five years old or six years old in first grade. And the teacher said, hey, if you need to come closer to the board so you could see this math problem, come on up here. Well, from what I understand, he went inches, inches from the uh, board to see that math problem and we figured out he was legally blind but then years and years fast forward later he got the uh, lasik surgery 2015 2010 both eyes are great all right since it does define a big part of your life it's something that you've had to overcome in your life and i know that from watching your video it starts with an a the thing that that's in the pupils but tell, tell, tell us a little bit about your eyeballs and what you did to overcome it so far. Okay, sure. So I have a rare condition called sporadic aniridia. And basically, it's, uh, it's very strange. Um, it's a genetic disorder, but it surfaced when I was born. So no one else in my family that we know of has it except for myself. Uh, But basically, I was born without an iris, and of course, that's the colored part of your eye, but it's also the part of your eye that protects the So your pupils, everything. So it protects the back of your eye. And so, of course, when you go into light, it stretches out real big. Your iris, that's the muscle that stretches out your eye. And then when you get into dark spaces, it goes smaller. Well, I don't have that. And sunlight is super, super painful. Hits the sunglasses, even though we're not in sunshine right now. And, um, of course, when I go inside or when it gets really dark, my eyes take more time to adjust than others. And, of course... I don't have any depth perception, so I can't see steps or curbs, and I can't see things past 20 feet in front of me. Well, that is something you have to overcome there, Carrie Carlisle. And from, all right, from the biology that I remember in school, and I I was an EMT uh, firefighter for a little while, so I I went a little further, but I, I know that eyes, the darker eyes are less sensitive to light. I have blue eyes myself, so they're a little more sensitive to light. But if you don't have any iris pigment at all, very, very sensitive to light. Does it shoot through? Does it send a burning sensation? Or is just, you can not deal with sun sunlight for the most part oh well you know i've kind of been able to like as an adult since my muscles have gotten stronger my eyes have just been able especially like when i walk outside and walk back inside like go to class and stuff you know i walk you know i i just deal with it you know It, it doesn't feel great but i deal with it and it's gotten a lot easier since i've been older 
Okay. Well, you're tell you just uh, alluded to it. You you're going to class. What are you learning? Are you going to class now? Or are you currently what in uh, are you are you in high school? Everybody under everybody under thirty is is uh is a little kid to me. You know, once yeah. you get to a certain age. But you're yeah. you're in college now. Yeah. No, I'm I'm in college. I I'm going into my last semester. I'm getting a degree in commercial music with a minor in music business. Whoa. Okay, you are all in for this music thing. All right, so when I I first uh, got a call from uh, from Jill Santebanez, and I like to put the Spanish accent on it over there at Nashville uh, Entertainment, as she said, "Hey, uh, Carrie Carlisle is available." So I kind of started to peruse and I started to look, and I saw that you have at least one music video out there. Something it looks like maybe one. Uh, video that like hope for America and I, I didn't know how how in you were but when you tell me you're actually going to school to learn the theory the you know behind the music some people go to YouTube and they learn tabs on a guitar and that's it. They don't know how to read music. They don't know what music is all about. They don't know why chord progression, uh, you know, goes together. Why do these cor- chords fit together? But you're learning all that. Uh, give a, a brief, brief overview of of how that started. Were you doing this in high school? And where where are you from? I know you're based out of Nashville, but where are you from? Where were you born and raised? Uh, Memphis, actually, about four hours away from Nashville. Memphis, born in Memphis. Yes. Oh my goodness! One of my favorite towns to go. Why? Because I've been to Graceland many, many times, and I know it's not all about Graceland. Uh, Memphis has a whole lot more. There's barbecue. There's Stax Records. There's Sun Records. There's uh, you know the Strip. It, it just there's so much to see in Memphis. But in '99 was the first time I went to Graceland, so that's the first you know, inkling the first uh, taste of grace of uh, Memphis that I got. But then I did get off the, the, the Elvis Presley uh, expressway and, and find out more. Tell me about Memphis. Tell me about little Carrie car in Memphis, Tennessee growing up. What were you getting into? <laughs> well, honestly, so yeah, I went to Graceland once. <laughs> I was about nine years old and, uh, we had family in town, and they wanted to go to Graceland. But, like, as far as tourism and stuff goes, you know, we never really did a whole bunch of that when I was little. Uh, growing up here, honestly, was pretty basic for me. I uh, was a kid. I went to school. I did your usual Girl Scouts and summer stuff. And, I mean, they're really... <laughs> But I did do music. I did do music. I've been doing music since I was about two. When they real, when my family realized I could sing, uh, I was about two years old, and I've been doing voice lessons at least since I was four. Well, I want to back up a little bit. Girl Scouts. I was a. a I never got to Boy Scouts. I was a, a Cub Scout and then a Weeblow. That's as far as I went. But Girl Scouts are a whole different animal than boy scouts boy scouts have had their problems their troubles over the years you know we could i can make a whole podcast about that but girl scouts as far as as teaching leadership abilities and teaching skills to girls and uh, some people get annoyed 
by Girl Scouts on the corners uh, or in front of the grocery store selling those cookies. Those cookies, they, you, <laughs> they made $8 million off of those cookies yeah. last year or two. I think, well, and not 2020, but in 2019 and 2018, eight million dollars which is why your dues are only 25 bucks a year that's why the dues can be so small because they make their money on those cookies but the cookies uh, is teaching leadership abilities teaching sales these are life skills how do you feel this is i mean i'm listening to a podcast uh let me see i think it's uh, stuff you missed in history class one of my favorites it's a couple it's a uh, holly fry and and tracy b wilson <laughs> that do this podcast and they teach you these little tidbits of things that you may have missed tell me about girl scouts your experience with that how'd you get into it uh well my mom signed me up she came home one day and said, I signed you up for Girl Scout. That's basically <laughs> that's basically how it happened. And she's like, oh, would you want to give it a go? Because, like, I was raised by my mother and my grandparents. Uh, and, you know, and they all really tried very hard to um, have me live a regular life. So the fact that I was blind meant nothing really i mean they were gonna put that aside and they would have friends and be involved as as much as i could so i did girl scout oh i couldn't tell you how long i was in it i didn't i was a junior i think it's called a junior okay. i don't remember and then there was a brownie yeah i know it's daisies it's daisies da and brownies daisies. i'm sorry yeah Daisies. Well, it's named after the the niece of. Uh, this is only because I just heard the podcast. It's named after the niece of the person who invented Girl Scouts way back in the early part of nineteen hundred, like nineteen oh three or four or five, somewhere in there. But uh, yeah, her niece Daisy was the very first Girl Scout that was signed up. And Daisy Scout, she's probably around five years old. Then you become a brownie, then uh, a Girl Scout. After that, so how 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 far did you go? Did you go to to brownies or you didn't go? I went up, I went up to brownies, and I, I was oh gosh, I was probably about a year or two, year and a half, mm -hmm. and then all and then it uh, the group I was in got banded or something i don't remember it's been so long ago yeah i think that's the reason that i left the boy scouts is because uh, i ended up moving and i i, I left pack 576 salute all right i mean it was a good experience i feel like you know we went camping a lot we learned you know you got friends you you made some some friends that did have a team of people you had a, a good group of girls that that could help you fend off any any uh you know because kids are cruel you know anytime they find something yeah. different i was a, a bit of a husky boy myself so fat was uh was you know called to me a lot but i suspect that that you may have been picked on uh for your your eyes and and what have you uh yes unfortunately i have mm -hmm. uh not something i love to talk about and bring up but yeah there was um Oh gosh, uh, middle school uh, was probably the worst. Hmm. Well, this is <laughs> your story. Yeah, this is your story. You can tell as much or as little as you want. Yeah. You know, I'm just I'm just finding interesting things about you, things that I find interesting, and if I find them interesting, somebody else is going to. You know, to overcome adversity is part of your life experience, and 
And with your superpower of being able to write music and sing music, you can use that fodder to make songs out of it, to inspire people with that. You know, is that something that you do? So uh, I, the song Hope for America, because I'm not going to take the credit. That's not me. Uh, was written by a good friend of ours, Steve Wiggins, who's also here in Memphis. He's been writing music for several years, and he was recommended by a family friend, and uh, he graciously offered to let me record his songs, and that's how he found Hope for America. But I would definitely say uh, my music has played a really good role, or me doing music, Day, that's a better term has played a really good role in the fact that i have been able to overcome it you know um i wouldn't go as far as saying kindness defines me because you know it's a part of i mean i'm lying if i said it was a part of who i if i if it wasn't a part of who i was but it doesn't define me as a person i'm still able to travel and hold down a job and do pretty much anything that a regular person can do. Just, I have to do it just a little bit differently. Well, all right. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of uh, Daredevil. He's the, the man without fear, uh, famously blind in the comic books and all of his other senses through, you know, I guess uh, magic goo or whatever. Uh, all of his other senses get heightened and he can hear better and he can feel better and he can, you know, taste better. And all these things are all the other senses heightened. Uh, OK, well, I get the, <laughs> get this question a whole lot and I have to laugh because uh, well I wouldn't go as far as saying they were heightened but they're since I do rely on them more they're a little bit more trained than heightened if that makes any sense because my ears and nose and you know are the exact same as yours mm -hmm. you know what I mean but since I use and I rely on them more than the average sighted person and they're trained. Well, Carrie Carlisle, you know, I'll admit I did watch your video, the, the intro video that you had for your speech class. And in part of it, you mentioned that you cook. So I was kind of hoping as a cook that you could taste, oh, you, you put that right spice in there and you, mm, oh, that's the perfect spice. Oh, Carrie Carlisle, you're the best cook ever because you know exactly what the taste is. I mean, tell me about your, your cooking skills. Is Has it helped? Is it good? Uh, I mean, I haven't heard anybody complain about my cooking. I mean, there's been a few, I mean, there's been a few rough things that I've made that, I mean, who doesn't make mistakes in the kitchen, right? Okay. Uh, <laughs> Someone's in the kitchen with Carrie. Uh, tell me about the, the good meals, your go-to meals. Say, uh, you know, uh, Keys Dan was traveling from Central Arkansas two, two hours. And yes, I'm inviting myself over to Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, maybe, perhaps, uh, you know, I'll bring groceries and, and, uh, and you'll make a meal. But no, if, if you were making a meal for somebody that was coming in out of town, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be me or anything. I was just playing with you. But no, if somebody was coming in out of town, a family member, a, a, a close relative, somebody you somebody you kind of like, what's the meal that Carrie Carlisle uh, makes for that person? 
Oh, definitely my mac and cheese. There, I have a secret ingredient or a few secret ingredients that really make the recipe, but it is not heart healthy at all. <laughs> but it's completely <laughs> from scratch. And uh, yeah, no, everybody loves my mac and cheese. All right, all right. If it tastes real good, it can't be good for you. Now, the, you know, truth be told, last night I just had mac and cheese. It had poblano cheese in it and it had a little bit of tuna in it. Can you can you divulge without giving your entire KFC secret recipe, you know, uh, Coke classic secret recipe, the, the, the recipes guarded so much without giving too much. What's what's in your mac and cheese that makes it taste so good? OK, so I put uh, so I use the big fat elbow noodles and then I use. Uh, you know the two pounds of Velveeta you can get it at the store, and then I use sharp cheddar and milk and butter, like a like no joke, like a stick of butter. Like like real uh, butter, not this margarine stuff, right? Real butter. Yeah, no real butter, and um, a couple different spices. Not gonna tell you what those are. That's the secret uh, recipe right there. <laughs> And, and another dairy recipe and another dairy recipe that makes it thick and creamier uh, there has the word cream in it it really makes it carrie carlisle you're making my mouth water years <laughs> ago back in 19 blah, 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 i worked at kfc i worked at all the different parts of kfc i worked as a cook at KFC making that secret recipe chicken and I looked on the side of the bag hoping hoping that I would see the, the secret recipe it says uh, uh, salt pepper monosodium glutamate herbs and spices herbs what? and spices <laughs> that's it no secret recipe so I, I suspect that uh, Carrie Carlisle this music it can kind of steer into a uh, maybe the musical chef Ah, Carrie Carlisle putting out that content, playing a little. I, I don't know. Do you play even? Do you play instruments at all? Uh, so I uh, I'm not an expert, uh, but I do play a little bit of piano, just a little bit. Like I just know, like the basics. Now, uh, when, but I'm hoping to touch up those skills soon. Now, when did piano start? Was that something you had as a little kid? You know, maybe mom or uh, well, you said you were raised by your mom and your grandma. So I believe that maybe dad might have been out of the picture. You can you can confirm or deny what have you. But did did somebody put you in front of that in front of that uh, piano and make you play, or was this something you wanted to do? My issue mainly, I've been I did it when I was a kid, but like I like. I thought I think if I had maybe had like a really good teacher and had wanted to do it at the time and stuck with it, I would have been better off. But I didn't, and it, I don't know. It's just different teachers came and gone, you know, and several different like methods. If that makes any sense, like every teacher was different and they had a different style, and it was just kind of up. And when you're a kid and you didn't really piano at in the first place that made it even harder so yeah piano is just kind of meh but i i'm hoping to really learn a lot more 
I signed up for some private piano lessons next semester. So hopefully that goes well. Well, it's structure. You know, kids need structure when they're growing up. You know, people go, oh, you're too strict on that kid. Well, you got to have some kind of structure. You can't let kids just fly off the handle. And and that's in anything. So if you're learning how to play piano, yeah, you got to make them a little bit. My little sister, I mean, she was way younger than me. Uh, My brother and I were both out of the house by the time she came around. But my mom was real hard on her, made her play piano. She learned how to you know, I even write her own songs by the time she was finished. And if my mom hadn't have sat her down in front of that piano, she wouldn't have learned those songs. Of course, now sure. she's she's a fantastic hairdresser down in uh, Miami, Florida, and she's awesome. She's awesome. That you know, kids grow and and they learn. You know, that you, you all you can do is give them the tools to put in their tool bag, and, and and hope that something comes out of all that. But you have that 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 want that desire to play piano and you being in in a music school learning i mean really going all the way i mean i i i'm gonna i expect to call call you dr carrie carlisle eventually uh master you know phd of music uh, you know i don't know how far you're gonna go but tell me about what made you want to or you know what else did you do in school we already went through a little bit of girl scouts and stuff did you learn in high school or in middle school and previous to that you said you were you were singing because your mom already knew you were a good singer but did you take music class or what were your extracurriculars in school and and were you a good student yeah so i was a good student um except for math math probably the big the biggest struggle so like oh especially like in high school like when i got to maybe algebra so like other than music um i did i did a few other things actually so um when i was in high school obviously i went to tutoring like twice a week (laughs) to to maybe hone in those math skills just a little bit um and then i got to do uh in middle school i got to do like um this thing called the environmental club and it was kind of cool because um, I don't have much of a green thumb, but it was cool to take part in just kind of working around like the school grounds and everything. So that was really cool. And we just all worked as a team and we worked really hard and uh, just got to plant and it was just really cool. And uh, oh, good. Uh, other than I took violin for a while. I did cello for a while. Cool. Yeah. The, the, that's actually really cool. I, I miss doing violin, but life happened, you know, as it usually does. And, um, hmm. Well, come, looking from the outside in, I would see all these uh, horticulture uh, classes, and I always kind of uh, thought that was kind of odd. Uh, huh, they're just getting free labor from the students, uh, planting all these nice plants all around the, the school grounds. But, you know, once again, you're getting a life skill. This is something right. that, that you could use at your own house or maybe even, you know, be a florist. Who knows where those where those skills might come in handy, maybe, at, you know, at a wedding or a birthday or, or any other right. kind of occasion where you might need to to have some flowers arranged huh i got that skill in my back yeah. pocket when i was doing this uh flower class this horticulture class that's fantastic yeah. no the this is good well tell I, I like the stringed instruments i like that you you've dabbled 
in you know the cello and you've dabbled in the violin i i, I know that there's a i mean uh was it lee uh sterling lindy sterling Lind- sterling oh my gosh no Her she's fantastic and joshua bell there was a movie called the red violin joshua bell with his uh violin <gasps> oh if you can play and uh, you know of course charlie daniels legendary all these fiddle players the, you know the the and there's only a few there's only handfuls that i can name off that that have become great but if you get th- that skill and a cello all, all i know is what yo-yo ma uh, he's yeah. he, he's he's the guy you know, he's the only cello player that I know. And I'm sure that there's others. I've seen some quartets and, and I've heard some great music, but the string instruments, anytime. All right. It fascinates me. I'm a, I'm a guy that's been talking into microphones practically my whole life, my whole professional life for sure. But I cannot play instruments. I've had guitars. I've, I have a full piano. I've had harmonicas. I'm amazed when people can pick up an instrument and actually play it and so yeah don't lose that I, I hope that you do go back to the piano and go back to maybe your stringed instruments do you have aspirations to uh you know maybe write your own music or or play your your own songs it's nice to have a team i'm glad that you gave oh, credit yeah, where credit is due definitely. so i just wasn't really ever given the gift of writing although i admire people who do and like, like I know one person, you know, like I might be good with lyrics, but I might need to buddy up with someone that's really good at music, you know? Uh, so yeah, I, I love to do that, uh, down the line for sure. And as far as, um, stringed instruments, uh, those days are gone. <laughs> I'm completely broke. I don't have enough money for another violin and I don't have enough money to pick up violin lessons i was very very small when i had my last violin lesson and so i still have my violin mm-hmm. uh i named her violet ah. she still exists uh she's just in my closet but it is it's way too small okay and, uh, but i i'm really thankful that i got to do violin and i miss it i really do but you know, you know, it's just. I think. Um, I think after a while, uh, I kind of knew it was the best thing to do because uh, after a while, you know, I have some bone abnormalities, and so basically, uh, my elbows are dislocated, and so I have to move my angler. Moving my hand like this was really difficult, so I had to play like this. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So as it progressed, you know, you have to move your hand further this way towards your hand to do that. And it was really painful. So that's basically the whole long story. That's like a long story short, basically. But I'm really thankful that I got to do it because I learned a lot. Hmm. I had a wonderful teacher. And yeah, it was just it was a good experience all around. Well, Carrie Carlisle, this, I mean, these are all more adversities you need to overcome. I mean, they're, you're, you're not the typical person. You're a person, an extraordinary person that's overcoming things that other people don't have to overcome. So you're working twice as hard and you should, uh, hopefully you'll reap twice the reward for working twice as hard. That, that's what I, that's my hope for you. That's my wish 
for you. And, but, uh, you know, you, you're not playing any instruments right now, but you're honing your singing skills. And anybody that's perused your YouTube or not your YouTube, because your YouTube is mostly the speech class. But if you look up your name on YouTube, you'll see the uh, uh, the videos that come up uh, under Carrie Carlisle topic. You need to put them on your your own personal YouTube so people can find them a little bit better. That's just a little yeah. advice from me to you. But we, I, I'm listening to you sing, and you have such a voice. Were you all right? You started singing at two, as far as you said. But were you honed? Did you have singing lessons? Oh yeah, I've been taking voice lessons. Um, so I took them for a little bit when I was about four. And then I started when I was about 10, and I still take them to this day. From who? Come on. Shout outs. Credit where credit is due. (laughs) Okay. So when I was, oh, goodness. So elementary, middle school, I had a lady named Mandy Webb. And then um, throughout high school, I went to the blind over in Nashville. And that's how I found Trevecca. That's how I found music. So it just kind of all. But I had Georgia at sea, and I, uh, throughout college, I have, or I had, well, I still consider them my voice teachers. Through uh, college, I had Dr. Abby Burt, Professor Jasmine Davis, and I currently have Professor Fane Spray. What's Trevecca? Yeah, sure. So it's a private Christian uh, school in Nashville College, I mean. Very cool. I mean, what what made you go to Trevecca? Uh, so, short, uh, a year of high school, we were looking for financial aid, uh, so, like, different scholarships, and basically, we were looking at one that this school for the blind was really put, because they worked really well with people with disabilities, uh, but not a whole lot of here universities offered that. Uh, but Trevecca did. That's fantastic. Okay. So you get out of high school. You're trying to figure out what you want to be when you grow up. What are, what are the other other things that pass through your head? I remember when I was in high school, they made me take an ASVAB test. And my top two things were uh, photographer and beautician. Ooh, interesting. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my family are, my, my entire family are educators. My mom's a kindergarten teacher, and my granddad was a principal for 40 years, and my grandmother taught, I want to say kindergarten and first grade. I think she did first grade the most. Well, Uh, kindergarten and first grade, you get them while they're they're still malleable. Oh, they're not carrying weapons yet, hopefully. (laughs) Please. You know, no, that's beautiful. Kindergarten teachers are a very special, special breed, and I'm sure... Oh, I, that's that's telling me a whole lot about your your mom and your grandma. But a principal. Wait a minute. Principal of what? A, of an elementary school or a high school or what? So it was a K through eight school. K through eight. Getting them while they're young, you know, hopefully steering them in the right direction so they don't carry weapons to school. <laughs> <laughs> the children are our future. No, this is good. No, but um, all right. Well, that that takes care of that. Do you want to be a music teacher? Is that your end end goal? Um. So I was I was a music education major for a while, but before that, I was special ed. Uh, for, uh, after a couple different scenarios, I left special ed 
and uh, I was in music ed for a while. And then after a while, you know, uh, you know, I did because you know you have to do several, you know, observations. And you have to go through a lot to student teach, and then you have to take state board and take another test to get your license. And I, I took a step back, and I'm just like, ah, I don't think I want to be in a classroom. Wow, you know, it, it's so many hoops, so many hurdles that you have to go through. Uh, to get a job that pretty much everyone in the world deems as a job that doesn't have that much, um, what, what is what do they call it? Well, monetary uh, reward, but also a thankless job for the most part. Uh, you know, it's, oh, I always, I remember my teachers, and I'm glad you remembered your voice teacher from, I mean, when you were a, a little, little wee lass. But, you know, I remember my, you know, some of the teachers over the years that really, you know, uh, that really struck me. And I, I, a teacher is such an important thing in a, in a child's life. That's what, you know, that we trust our teachers to take care of our children and steer them in the right direction. Uh, I mean, but what is it you, you want to do? I mean, do you, do you want to be a a touring musician or do you want to be, what is it you want to get out of? of Carrie Carlisle, the the music. I really want to, of course, like, I'm honestly, my dream is to be an artist, but I honestly, I tell people, I really want to be involved in the uh, the music industry, or in the music business, I should say. Um, Because, like, and, and if I go back and change it, I would... Uh, because I didn't know a whole lot about the music business and part of part of because I was just commercial music for a while and then I had to take a survey of music business class and I was like wow I really enjoyed it it was so interesting man what a interesting and really just I mean awesome like world it's a hard world I'm not lie it's very um i don't know the right word honestly uh it's it can be very challenging but super rewarding uh and i i i like that i like the fact that i'm going into a field that i don't think a lot of people you know like myself would go into uh so i would really like to if I didn't get to be an artist is to maybe work with artists and maybe boost their careers. Well, Carrie Carlisle, you're giving people gems. Primarily, this is a learning podcast and we're learning from you. Yes, going into the music field can be very daunting, you know, especially if you don't know anything about the business and you are learning the business. This is things that that kids don't even get in school. They learn, you know, what a dollar is, maybe how to make change, but they don't know how to invest that dollar that they don't get. They don't get taught that in school and they the music business. Oh my goodness! Stories do you hear over the years, especially back in the fifties and sixties? These guys w- and girls would work themselves to to death four and five and six and eight shows a week, and and then die penniless because they didn't know the business and the and the uh, the the record companies. I know there has to be somebody good out there. The record companies just taking all that revenue and giving right. the artist. Almost nothing. And, and that, I mean, it's good business if you can do it. You know, if you can take all the money from the artist and let them do all the work. 
oh, that's great business, isn't it? But it's not very <laughs> ethical, is it? You know, but you're uh, you're learning how to steer through that. What what are the main things that you that you've learned? What what are big lessons that you've learned steering through the music business before and after school? Oh yeah. So uh, before school, I knew nothing. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I knew nothing. Uh, but after you know, and of course, I don't pretend to be an expert. I can't tell the future. But it's definitely a business. That will change so five years from now 10 years from now we'll have things that, you know that are completely different as far as how things work in the industry so like for instance like you know streaming is the biggest thing right now as far as like getting your music out into the public but you know five years ago it was CDs and before that there were cassettes, and then before that, there were records and A-track tapes, and, you know, now CDs, I mean, they exist, but they're not as dependable as they were, and so it's, it's, a, it's a world that's always going to change. No, absolutely. An artist could sell... Uh, you know, a million records and, and live very comfortably after that. You know, you can make one hit record and never sing on stage ever and make a good payday. I think it was Juice Newton was the first one that I remember uh, that um, playing with the Queen of Hearts. Uh, I think she, she got a ranch in Montana somewhere off of that one song. Wow. And now... You know, it's going back to the 50s and 60s where you got to play live every day of the week just to try to break even. Is this an experience that you want? I mean, if, if you uh, if you don't become the teacher, if you don't become the record producer and you end up, you know, playing in coffee houses and then ultimately stadiums, you know, is that is that what you want or? Well, that's what I signed up for. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I love to sing regardless. And speaking of coffee houses, I'm actually doing a performance in a coffee house on the 8th. So it's funny that you mentioned that. Well, give a shout out. Which coffee house? Because maybe they'll have you back over and over again. Sure. So it's over in Olive Branch. It's called Coffee Central. Olive Branch, Mississippi, and I'll be there from about five till eight on the eighth. Oh my goodness! All right, I've been to Tupelo, Mississippi, home of Elvis Presley. I saw his his two room shotgun shack and his church. Uh, okay, uh, you've alluded to you went to a, a Christian college, or you're going to a Christian college? Is that what it is? Yes. Okay, if your faith, you know, because I know that that I was watching some of the videos. Do you, do you have a, a a faith that you practice, and and how does that? Uh, uh, present itself uh, you know music wise and in your daily life oh yeah sure so honestly you know i've you know been a christian for oh gosh a really long time and you know i don't really think of it you know i mean i think about it obviously but to me it's always just been very normal because i grew up in church you know and I, I consider it plays a huge part in my success and what I've done and what I've been through, you know, because without God, none of this would have been possible. So he gave that voice to me. And I 
want to use it to glorify him and hopefully inspire others. Is there singing in your church and do you participate? Not there is, but for right now, since I've been flipping back and forth and I'm not sure where I'm going to end up, I'm not doing anything in churches at the moment, but I have done in the past and it was a good experience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, a, a gospel song like Christmas music, you know, almost anybody sounds good singing gospel music and Christmas music and, and the old favorites, you know, the, you sing them and you feel happy and it makes you feel good. I like that. I like that a lot. And, and I appreciate you uh, sharing a little bit about about uh, how that affects your your life, your daily life. Well, you say you're you're in school. You're you're just about to finish. I mean, what's uh, we already know where you're from and where you're at. Where where are you heading? You know, right off in the next yeah. uh, little bit. Yeah. So as of now, I'm not exactly sure. What I'm really hoping to do is get an internship at a record label. And hopefully I'm hired after that internship. <laughs> well, so that, that's, that's what I'm hoping. I don't know if that, that's plan A. I'm really hoping to stay in Nashville, even though it's just super expensive. I'm just right now, I'm taking it one day at a time and, you know, just trying to stay afloat. <laughs> That's fantastic, Carrie Carlisle. Let me see. I, I've done quite a few jobs where where they do internship on more free labor, like the horticulture back in high school. Like, uh, you know, you go into the record company and you internship. Oh, that means I get coffee for you for free for no money. You know, when I started working at the radio station, uh, you know, I got out of school and oh, you could be an intern at this station getting coffee for no money. And then EMT, same thing. You go work at that hospital for free, for no money, for now, you know. But, it, you know, it does pay off. Eventually, yes, I hope you do get hired on as a producer. It looks like even though you do know how to sing and you do make great music with your voice, I can see you being the business person that makes money off the back of other artists. I'm kidding. Uh, that makes, you know, that helps another artist steer through the business and then maybe makes their 10%, you know, makes a little yeah. bit of change uh, off of, uh, you know, whatever, whatever work you do, uh, you know, your experience with record labels. Now, are you primarily a, 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 an independent artist or do you have a record label that you work with right now? Currently I'm independent. Okay. And then what do you, do you think that if the right opportunity came along, you would sign? I talked to a person recently, they signed on with a record company, no bonus ahead of time. One of the things that they told me uh, was don't take that $5,000, you know, signing bonus, because that just means you owe them $5,000. You're already in the hole. Tell okay. me, uh, you know, what have you, have you learned that about the business? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great. Tell me more. Surprise me one. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. All right. Well, tell, uh, tell me about um, the Nashville Records. How, how are they helping you? Uh, you know, how did you get together with them? And tell me about your experience with, with uh, ha having them on your team. Yeah, sure. So, uh, so, an so, um, I went, so an old school friend of mine, her mother knew TJ or knows TJ. I'm not exactly sure how, <laughs> but uh, she heard that I really wanted to pursue an artist career. 
and she hooked uh, she uh, introduced me to TJ and Jill and the rest is history. They're good people. I've, I've liked yeah. them since the day, uh, you know, a day I started talking to them is probably o- over a year now that we've been uh, getting together uh, back and forth. They, they've had a lot of their artists on my radio, what.com uh, page playing music and, uh, you know, and uh, it's, you were talking about earlier that you wanted to play your own songs, but if you had the opportunity to make music, it's good to have somebody maybe with a piano that's very skilled on a piano or skilled on a guitar that, yes, you have the lyrics, you have an idea for a song, and maybe you can hum it along. And then they, oh, they'll just pick up a guitar. If they're skilled enough, they can play it. Do you have somebody like that that you can go to? Oh, yeah. See, like I, you know, I'm in Nashville and I'm surrounded by people that can play. <laughs> Anybody in particular that do you work with? Uh, so right now I'm so right now I'm working out of uh, I'm working with a guy. He's going to be there with me on Saturday. His name is Isaac. Super duper talented. He's only 18 years old. And I was working with him for the very first time yesterday. Wow. And I threw him for a loop and i said let's switch out this song and do this song because i'm scared that we're doing you know this many mid-tempo songs and i don't want the audience to get bored okay no problem heard the song and boom he could play it well tell me about the songs that you are you doing all covers or are you playing that that one original that you have yeah sure so i'm doing the original that was the one i was talking about actually uh, you know, because I uh, I was going to do God Bless the USA originally. And then when I was rehearsing with him, I was going, mm, he's doing great. I'm not a huge fan of this selection. Let's switch a few things around. And he just was, okay. And he just did fantastic. So I'm super excited for Saturday. But the rest are going to be covers. Mm-hmm. So, and some of them are, well, they're new to me. I'm not going to lie, because I started getting into, one of them is um, I Feel the Earth Move by Carole King. Wow. And uh, that song is obviously not new, but it's new to me. And I, you know, it's super fun. It's a super fun song. And that's one of them. Uh, But yeah, and some of them I've been listening to since I was a kid. So there's a mix. Well, there's a reason that Carol King is, is has has, sta- has staying power. She was a, a fabulous singer songwriter, and I, you know, the the st- have you know, pop music can be very superficial. Yeah, you can make a few bucks here and there, but I really do like the stories. Do you stay primarily in the country genre, or do you step out into some classic, maybe some folk music, some? different you know rock or or where do you where do you live do you go all over so believe it or not actually classically trying uh so i've done everything from arias to i think almost everything but screamo (laughs) starting rap Uh, but i've done i've done a little bit of everything uh, but i stay primarily in the country genre because that's what i grew up with well, when you say you were classically trained, I believe that to be true. You have such a vibrato in your voice. It's amazing how you use that tool. I mean, I, I encourage anyone that's listening right now, go step to Carrie Carlisle's page. And, it, you know, I guess 
it's nice. You have a website. It makes it very easy to find you. CarrieCarlisleMusic.com and all your social links, bam, 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 right along the side. Who made that website for you? I'm sorry, what? I didn't hear you. Who made that website for you? Jill did. What? I wrote the bio, so believe it or not, I took a class where that was actually my assignment. I had to build the website. The website was already there. I had to do a few things to it. Like I like I added the bio and everything. But everything else was pretty much there. Wow. And, and I was like, ha. Huh, nice to what- have somebody on your team like that. This is good. So. But all right. Uh, oh, uh, one thing. Did you do you know how to read Braille? Uh yeah. So well, no. Well, okay. <laughs> That's a long story too. So basically, uh, I read Braille when I was about in first grade, and then the Braille writers are actually super loud. And so I think the reason why I stopped was because I had number one some better vision at the time, and I could still technically see. And I think because it was so loud, it was distracting the other kids uh, because it, it can do that, especially if you're not used to it. Um, and then I picked it up again at the end of middle school. And then I and I and I continued it through uh, high school. But I don't have a lot of use for it in college anymore because, you know, uh, since Trebek is such a small school, I mean, it's nobody's fault. And it, I don't think it would have helped me at all. But they don't have as many resources. So I didn't continue with Braille. Okay. I mean, I kind of, I I was kind of curious about that. You know, how I I see the little bumps on the walls, you know, whenever, uh, you know, I go to an elevator, there's little bumps on the, on the elevator numbers. And I, I, I'm kind of curious, you know, how does somebody read that with their fingers? My, my hands are so calloused, you know, from work over the years. I, I don't suspect that I could I could come up with that skill, but uh, that's it's it's interesting to me those bumps that can be I- interpreted. But I guess like anything else, you know, the lines and circles that you see on a piece of paper can be interpreted right. into language, right? Yeah. Just like anything else. Yeah, it just after a while, second nature, oh. kind of like everything else. Well, I've taken some time from you. I I don't want this to be the last time that we chat as things progress. I mean, you already have a. A, a gig coming up on Elvis's birthday, January eighth. <laughs> I didn't know that was his birthday. Hey, you better sing at least one Elvis song, and 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 may I suggest "Such a Night" because that's my favorite Elvis song. <laughs> it was a night, it really, really, really was a night. Such a night. <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, I want you to give shout outs for people that have helped you along the way. I know that we've already talked to, uh, about some things, and then I want you to give some last words for the people. Yeah, sure. So, big shout out to you for having <laughs> me, and uh, to TJ and Jill, of course, my family, God, uh, pretty everybody that has just shaped me and molded me along the way. Uh, throughout this crazy but awesome journey and to ever who's listening i hope you've enjoyed and i hope you have an amazing night that's fantastic see i think you've given uh maybe part of your grammy award winning speech you know whenever (laughs) they call you up and the winner is 
Carrie Carlisle. Yay. You did it. Okay. You know, whether it be for singing or for producing, you know, in some, in some aspect. All right. Uh, like I said, we, we've taken some time. I don't want this to be the last time we chit chat, but I do want you to give some last words for the people. It could be words to live by something you heard a long time ago, or, you know, a mantra that you wake up with, uh, every day. Uh, I'm good enough. I'm great enough, whatever, or just whatever pops into your head at this moment in time, Carrie Carlisle, give the last words for the people. Yeah. So, uh, what came up to me, you know, is very last, you know, very last minute, actually. I can't believe I came up with this. But, you know, I, you know, you asked me earlier, you know, you know, what my motivation was. And, of course, you know, God and it's my family. And, you know, but... When, when it all comes down to just one thing when you're presented with a situation i'm not smiling all the time still a human being and you know i i don't because everybody's different you know i can speak the truth on you know i'm i'm a human i'm not smiling all the time you know and there are just situations that are just hard uh, and there's not anything you can do about it. But my suggestion to you is to, number one, just give it to God. Okay. Number two, just follow your gut and just keep going because you really can't do anything. So, but that, that, you know, you've asked me what really gets me going. It's not really anything. Just the fact that I just continue to live my life and, you know, and I may not be, you know, and, I, and I'm surprised sometimes because a lot of people know it was amazing. And I'm just like, well, I just live my life, you know, because that's all you can do. Uh, but I do want to leave you with a verse that has given me a lot of strength. And that's Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I hope I uh, address right, but it's I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, but to give you hope and a future. I got the gist of that. I'm so not good at that, <laughs> but I hope that gives you some encouragement, if anything. Well, there you have it, party people. What a sweet girl with a good head on her shoulders. That is how you do it. Ah, she gave you gems. You, you, you go to school and you learn about the business of school. It's not show friends. It's show business. And if you don't know the business, it's going to eat you up alive. Have you heard the horror stories? You've seen movies about it. You hear documentaries about it. Behind the music, how they got eaten up by the business. So learn your business. Learn your craft. If you want to be a doctor, a lawyer, uh, a, a civil servant, you learn your business. You want to be a musician and an actor? You learn your business. Learn the craft. Oh, my goodness. Carrie Carlisle giving us gems, teaching us. And, and, oh, yeah, you got a family of educators. You could not help but learn, learn, 
learn and thank a teacher. Yeah. Carrie Carlisle, thank you so much for being on the What Makes You Famous podcast. I look forward to following you around and your music career and and hearing more about you as time progresses. I appreciate it so much, Carrie Carlisle. Hey, uh, now let me turn my attention to you. If you would like to tell your story, I encourage you to give me a call. 501-470-6386 or email keysdan at AOL.com. Yes, I'm the last person on AOL.com. <laughs> That's it for this edition of What Makes You Famous. It's Keys Dan, RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. Follow Keys Dan on Facebook and Twitter. Click on the links at the top of KeysDan.com. Follow Radio What on Facebook and Twitter. Click on the links at the top of RadioWhat.com. The music you want is on. If you like what you hear, follow What Makes You Famous social media. Use the hashtag What Makes You Famous. Follow on Facebook at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Instagram at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Twitter at Makes Famous. And follow on YouTube at Keys Dan. Leave What Makes You Famous podcast a review and subscribe. Listen to What Makes You Famous podcast on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and almost anywhere you find podcasts. Tell your story on my podcast, What Makes You Famous. Call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time. You can support What Makes You Famous using the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash keys dan email info at radio what.com what makes you famous podcast is a production of keys dan enterprises incorporated at keys thank you for listening radio what the music you want with some great, great quotes no matter how rich you become how famous or powerful when you die the size of your funeral will still pretty much depend on the weather Michael Pritchard. The music you want, RadioWhat.com. <laughs>